0: Ding, 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 ding. Welcome to the Unexplained With You World.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Unexplained With You World. I'm your host, Yumon, And along with me today, I got two of my podcast pals. We got Walt, man. And are your pals. It's high in Korean. Well, thank you. Bilingual Correct. 101 today on this segment.
0: Is that because you've been watching a lot of Squid Games?
1: Deh. Yes. <laughs> and who just
0: spoke? We got L, a.k.a. Legit. Hello, beautiful people in podcast land.
1: Thank you, Legit. Thank you, Walt, man. Before we even get to the segment of The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, you mentioned Squid Game, man. You liked it? Oh, yeah. It's one of the best series I've ever seen in my life. I've seen it too. I think it's amazing. I know we're jumping a little bit, but I just wanted to kind of talk about that briefly. Elle, what do you think about it so
0: far? I'll uh, get back to you. I do want to support our Asian community, so I'm going to try. I'm going to try to watch it. Okay. Okay. Good. That's good.
1: All right. So let's get into why we're here today. The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. This one's episode three. It's called Looking Down. I like the title because when you see the title, you're thinking, why is it called that? Who we have back is Eric Bard. He's a principal investigator. Dr. Jim Sagala, he's a scientist. Brandon Fugle makes a quick appearance. Tom Lewis and Candace Lindy, who they actually have known Brandon Fugle since they were children. So they've known each other for a long time. Caleb Bench is part of security. He's back in this episode. He's Dragon's right-hand man. So I mentioned Dragon. He's back again. We have Thomas Winterton, who's a ranch superintendent. And last but definitely not least, we got Dr. Travis Taylor, who has A Million Degrees. He's back in this episode. And you know what? For the record, I think I forgot to mention Dr. Travis Taylor in the previous episode. kind of left him out. So, sorry, Dr. Travis Taylor. So, let's dive into the episode, guys. You both ready? Ready? Yeah. Ready. Let's rock and roll. So, this one's an interesting one. Remember the previous one, episode two, left us on a cliffhanger where it ended with Tom Winterton having to be rushed to the emergency room for experiencing complications in regards to the same spot on his head that he had in the past where his scalp got removed from his skull. Well, that's how that previous episode ended. This one starts off a couple days later, and Tom Winterton is back. He's in the hospital for a couple days. The doctor's... They said it was like if a radiation beam had been pointed at the same spot on his head. What the fuck
0: is that? How does that happen? In the segment, they were saying that the doctors don't know what's wrong with him, right? They they're running a bunch of tests. But then I noticed that Doctor Jim Segala was asked to be a consultant for Tom's case. Is he a, a medical doctor?
1: They don't say a lot about him other than his title on his when they they show his name. So that your great question, L.
0: Right, because they show a picture of him, and he's in a white coat.
1: So I'm wondering how Jim Sigala got involved with that. Maybe he yeah. uh, knows a lot, and they wanted to ask him his expertise.
0: What's his expertise? I can't say it.
1: <laughs> expertise? What? Yeah, what's his expertise? I don't know. On on the description, it just says his name, and he has a PhD, and he's a scientist. That's all it says. Yeah, he's his accomplished, too. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Thank you. Oh, I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> What man? Do you have any thoughts? I know Al just said the whole radiation in the same spot. I'm, I don't know how to explain that. And why is it only targeting him is even a bigger question to that. But
2: I don't know. I figured like since he already had like some sort of like radiation exposure and that's what it did to his brain or his skull or whatever. I figured it's you know like it triggers once it's in that same location. It triggers that response. You know, like medical physiological response. I think. I'm not a doctor, so. No, I know. You just play one on TV? Uh, yeah, I watch a lot of ER and Face Anatomy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, then
0: you're an expert. (laughs) Oh, am I? Oh,
1: okay. But I don't know. I, I I guess I'm, I'm going to leave this segment, this part of the segment alone because I'm just, he's almost become vulnerable or like a target of whatever's happening on the ranch. And That's that's just. Why him? Yeah.
0: I was looking for my notes on it. Thomas said that what happened to him was there was a built up of fluid that separated the fatty tissue from his skull. So I just wanted to, I I know we mentioned that there's a bump or there was a bump on his head. Yeah. Remember Mm -hmm. we
1: had mentioned that on episode one?
0: That's right. And I'm glad you brought
1: it up again because that's, but remember the pictures? They look almost identical. That's what's crazy about it. Okay. So I remember that. I'm glad you brought that up. Legit. Yeah. I said it. I said it for the first time since last. Legit. It sounds like really like legit. Get it? Thank you. All right, right, guys. Sorry. We spent a lot of time on that one. So in this particular episode, after they established that Tom, or should I say Thomas Winterton, is ready to be back on the ranch, he still wants to participate. He wants to participate in, I want to say, more of a controlled environment, I guess if that's fair to say it, because he seems like he he wants to be involved, but at the same time, if he feels he's going to put himself in jeopardy, he... I'm hoping he removes himself from the situation. But he's very passionate about getting the answers.
0: He said that he wants to protect the people around the area also, like, that live in the Unita Basin.
1: Yeah. Ooh, yeah. look, see, that's why she's was that right?
0: Okay. Yeah. Notice how I paused because I was like, shit, am I saying no, it right? No, Isn't no, it I... Uinta? You Uinta. You see, I knew I was saying it wrong. I... Yeah, Uinta, okay. I knew. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Uh, you're right. Once he said it, it came to my mind again. It's a tough word to say, right? We got to, like, practice a few times. Yeah. so <laughs> Yeah. Like last segment I try to say ma male- malevolent malevolent. Malevolent? Yes. Malevolent. Oh my god. See guys hey. Good job. This makes perfect. Mind. We were talking off mic so and proud i of you. I thank you. I was telling I was telling Waltman and Al, I was like, I don't know why for the for my life. Chingas mother. I can't even say that word. It just
0: Yeah, guys, it's so
2: weird too because I'm the
1: one with the accent,
0: so. <laughs> Selling. You redeemed yourself. Good job. Yes. Thank
1: you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel, I feel pretty decent. Maybe we could cut the show right here and just forget about this.
0: And we're done.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving along. Afterwards, they decide they want to get more. Remember they, they in the previous episode, before they got interrupted, the Mesa had a lot of strange things happening in the night, the illumination. So this one, they want to know what is potentially happening in there. So they hire an organization to bring out a drone to get images from above. Right, And they're trying to gather the data, gather the images so they can work with that. Then they decide, all right, let's go to Homestead 2. Let's start getting the images from above there.
0: I want to add something. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So this expensive-ass drone, right, it does thermographic imaging of the entire property. And it also can go back and forth from thermal imaging to normal.
1: Okay. This is, again, (laughs) what the ranch does to them a $35,000 drone. They actually make that verbal on the set on the show, right? And they want to make people know this is not one you go buy at Target. They tried to fly it there and the drone is saying not connected. And the operator saying that can't be. The batteries are fully charged. He tries everything to troubleshoot it on site. It will not elevate in Homestead, too. It was not connected. It was having some kind of interference. And they all kind of look at each other and they're like, yeah, this is not a surprise. It's happening again, right?
0: They're always having those problems in Homestead, too. I think that's where Thomas was having... Was hearing voices mm-hmm. and there's like strange. Like seeing
1: shadowy figures yes, and stuff. Yes, like
0: yeah. weird stuff happens yeah. in Homestead too. And I think that's the Mesa's close to Homestead too. Is, am I right?
1: I, there's like an overlap, a small, like a gray area of overlap. But yeah, they're obviously, it's a huge ranch, obviously, but yeah. it's, it's an, okay. a slight overlap.
0: Shit goes down in Homestead too. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I also wanted to add that they're trying to see if there is an underground base underneath the property. Or some kind of alien artifact that's underground. And then that's also the purpose of the drone. They're trying to see when they do the aerial footage of the ranch. They're trying to see. And then the thermo. I almost said thermonuclear. That's not right. (laughs) The thermographic imaging of the ranch. They're trying to see if there's like a, a hot spot or like a spot where the temperature is higher. And then they can see like, oh, maybe there's some kind of like alien artifact there. Remember, no digging. Yeah, no digging. But maybe that could, if they find something, maybe that can justify the digging. Yeah. Yeah, Just, you know. Makes sense.
1: Yeah. But adding, I'm going to kind of piggyback off what Elle just said. This is all great in theory, but then what happens? The drone doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. $35,000 drone doesn't work. In fact, if you think about it, that's more than some people make in a year, what this drone costs.
0: Yeah, true. (laughs) That's what I (laughs) make in five
2: years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. So, because his drone started malfunctioning, they had to cut the day short. This is at the beginning of the day. It, like, delayed their entire process of what they were trying to do because it it malfunctioned. They cut short. All right. So, what does Dr. Travis Taylor decide to do? He's like, let's go ahead and go with some old school testing ways here. The next day, he grabs some tri-field meters. He puts them in a can, like a coffee can or a tin can to kind of give our listeners the, the visual. That's how they do directional measurements. And I'll be honest with you guys, I don't remember what trifield meters are. Maybe one of you can add in.
2: Well, I'm not a scientist, but the trifield electric field, it actually detects three types of electromagnetic radiation with one device. So that's good. It's magnetic, electric, and microwaves. I guess that device kind of protects you. If you want to measure the radiation level, so just to protect your body. Like, It'll
0: show you what's around, yeah. like the, what kind of radiation mm-hmm. is around. They use it a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and
2: there's like a knob. Like if you want to like measure magnetic, then you put the knob on magnetic. Oh. And then if you want to measure electric, so on and so forth. Elle, would you agree we're going to designate
1: Walter as our technological
2: expert? Oh, please, no. Expert on <laughs> he anything?
0: hates the science. I, I hate science. It. Don't do that to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I thought we were going to vote on I like the one. science. She likes yeah.
2: the science. That's why yeah. she's legit. Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Yeah. That's right. And I'm <laughs>
1: illegitimate, so <laughs> just, just wondering. <laughs> All right. Sorry, we're going off topic here. So the next part of it is, so after they do the meter than the cans, they are trying to figure, and I say they as Dr. Travis Taylor and the rest of the crew, they're trying to, they're trying to like ping, should I say, or or designate points on the ranch to try to gather data from there to, to see where exactly and how far high in the atmosphere this energy is happening or coming from. So they mark three different locations throughout the ranch to gather readings. From there, they do their calculation. It's so bizarre for anyone who wants to see it. Remember they have it on the board how they do the calculations, and I'm just like, whoa, that's...
0: Yeah, these are brilliant men that know all the scientific stuff. So the formulas and everything. Beautiful mind and (laughs) shit.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember I was like, okay. But they came out with the number that it is about... Fifty-seven hundred feet in the atmosphere, or about a mile high up in the sky. That's the range that they have where this energy is coming from.
0: Right. So before they thought it was below the ranch, and now they're finding that there might be something strange above the ranch.
1: Remember the whole cliffhanger previous episode of the magnet, the needle. Oh yeah. Magnet. So we thought. Remember they thought it was before, right underneath, and now they're figuring out no, it might be up in the atmosphere. So yeah. okay, Dr. Travis Taylor. He's trying to figure out, okay, what can we do to get more data and information from the actual sky, the atmosphere? And he brings in his friend. His name is Matt Turner. He is a PhD in mechanical and aerospace engineering, and he's also an expert in weather balloons.
0: Not air balloons. That's because I put air balloons on my notes. Thanks, guys. Thanks for calling me out. Oh, what the fuck? (laughs) That was my (laughs) bad. I just had to put it real quick. I was like, oh, air balloons. I, yeah, my bad.
1: I'm picturing the basket and they're telling people to get in, like the <laughs> air balloons. Like, All right, guys, we're going to take a trip over Napa right now. and Totally you know? different.
0: Weather balloons. Yeah, I just That's thought it was funny. That's why I liked it.
1: So what they do when they send up these weather balloons, they attach a tri field meter, like Waltman just said, and what it does, the purpose of the readings, and they attach a camera this time. And from there, they send it off. Now, the first balloon, I think it only gets up to a few hundred feet, and then it kind of loses levels, and then it just does not work at all the second one though was more successful second one is where they're so excited because it actually starts elevating it starts rising right and they go back to the command center from the tri from the tri-field meter excuse me it's bringing information back to them like oh look at it, it's at a thousand feet 1200 feet they keep going but here's what gets interesting when the air balloon, see, I almost oh my god see i said air balloon <laughs> thank you al i was trying to oh my god dang it <laughs> When the weather balloon... See? uh, No, that's because of you that I I know. air balloon. (laughs)
2: Farmer.
1: Walt, man, please. When the weather balloon gets to about 5,500, which is interesting because they said it's about 5,700 feet. But when it gets to 5,500 feet, no more data, no more information is being transmitted back to them in the command center. They completely lost the balloon. In fact, they don't even like tell us what happened to the balloon. They just have the data up until 5,500 feet. Now... What could have happened? Well, Dr. Jim Sagala, this is when he throws out a hypothesis of what it could be. He's asking, is this coming from off planet? In other words, he's saying, is it coming from outer space? At this point, I think they're all open to hear all kinds of ideas because they've done all these kind of tests, some strange things happen. So, I mean, could it be coming from outer space? I think it could be. At this point, I'm open to hear if it's coming from outer space too. I want—I'm curious of what's going to happen as we continue on with the the series. All right, then they kind of back up a little bit. You know, they do the little storytelling and they mention about what happened to the previous tenants, the Myers, which was one tenant, and then the Shermans, which were the ones that were there for a while as well. So the Myers reported strange sounds and rumblings in that property. I know, Al. I'm looking at her. If you heard strange sounds and rumblings somewhere you're living, would you continue living there?
0: That would be a no. That'd be a hard no, actually.
1: Well, man, what about you? Would you get your popcorn and just chill and enjoy the environment? Oh, I would. I would be like, let's get to party or whatever.
2: But, I mean, it kind of makes sense, though, because isn't it Skinwalker Ranch a desert? Like, it's kind of barren. So, you would think, like, the wind would be making all those, like, noises. Yeah. Then...
1: So, you're definitely thinking it could have been maybe they're acting, their acting or imagination overreacting. Yeah, I
2: think so. They're, or probably they're on something. Myers, call me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Huh>. For... <laughs> For the other uh, residents, the Shermans. Now, there's a little bit different one, man. They had to put locks on all their areas in their house, like their pantry where they would store their food, because the groceries were being thrown out of the cabinets. So, I don't know how to explain that. And then here was the one that really threw me. They would find farm equipment in trees.
0: Was that a tractor that was up yeah, there? I was the yeah, I was thinking a tractor. They
1: mentioned a the tractor. Yeah. And which those are heavy. Yeah. I know. And I'm thinking... Even to get that in a tree, yeah. there's, you would have to have like a crane or something come out or right. have it lifted in there. I'm just, how do you explain that? Again? Or That's you
2: would have to works. be like Magneto from X-Men. Like you can like levitate. like That's
0: right. Dane. Control the metal. <laughs> yeah. That's right. X-Men, guys. Oh, you're speaking to my nerd heart.
2: <sighs> <Huh>. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no?
0: I want to add something though. I was wondering why they don't interview the Shermans. Why don't they talk to the Shermans? And I found out that it's because Robert Bigelow had them sign a non-disclosure agreement. And I did not know that. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Because I was like, why don't we just go directly to the Shermans and find out, like, why is this team in here doing all these research? Why can't we ask the Shermans? I found out that it's because they were forced to sign. I don't know, forced. I, excuse me. I don't know if they're forced. But they signed. it maybe? Do you think they're compensated? Maybe. Okay, that's shady because it's a billionaire. You know, he's a billionaire, but he made them sign a non-disclosure agreement.
1: You know what's interesting that El just brought this up. Back in the '90s, I'm going to age myself, right? I was a teenager in the you know early '90s, even, and I used to watch a show called one was called Encounters and the other one was called Sightings. I know Sightings for sure the name, but the other one I think was called Encounters. And I remember watching a a segment on the Sherman's. That's why when I heard about this show, I was like, oh yeah, I remember watching the Sherman's. They talked. They talked to people during that time. And it's funny you mentioned that now they don't want to talk to anyone. What happened in the last 20 years? Because of what you just said, I didn't know that part, actually.
2: Yeah. But,
1: wow, good job. I didn't
2: know that, too. Thanks, guys. Yeah. It's yeah, kind of weird, that's though, awesome. because Bigelow wants to figure out what's going on with the place. And then
0: all of a sudden he would do this. I think that he made them sign it. Maybe after he sold it to yeah. Brandon Fugel. Uh, yeah. Okay. So he's like, I'm yeah. going to keep my research to myself well, type of thing maybe.
1: I don't know. That We're going to, I guess, maybe find out. It seems like it because it seems like the previous um, Robert Bigelow doesn't really want to share a lot of his information yeah. with Brandon yeah. Fugel. Brandon Fugel is very transparent. I mean, again, I, I think Elle said already in the past, you think he's an alien, but. I do. <laughs> That's my theory. <laughs> yeah. And, and he seems like he's very involved and he wants to. Kind of just get answers, not just for himself, but for even people that live there. Because I think he's a very genuine person. I think he genuinely wants to do the best for his people and for himself. But Just saying. (laughs) 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 All right. And going back to how do you get a tractor in a tree? I mean, that's crazy.
0: But that's Skinwalker Ranch for you.
1: That's what, again, that's what they keep saying. That's what happens there. Anything that happens, people who have lived there for a while, who've been there, they don't even get surprised at anything anymore. They're, yeah. they're just like, oh yeah, that's what happens here. <laughs> yeah, it's like pretty part much. Of, it's just like yeah, like you're walking, you know, down the street and you, you know, you see someone with their dog. It's a normal, it's a normal thing. It's yeah. just part of yeah. the daily life for them, right? Mm-hmm. So okay, so Tom Lewis and Candace Lindley are introduced in this particular episode towards the end. They call them. And when I say call them, they call Dr. Travis Taylor and tell him, Hey, we found something in the basement. It's like a room. We were hearing a lot of strange things. So we went down there and it's very bizarre, like a concrete wall. And Dr. Travis Taylor being the, you know, wants to know more. He's always like to dive into things, right? It just seems like his personality. He asked Tom, Thomas Winterton to go with him and they go and they go to, homestead one which is where these caretakers candace and tom are staying at when they go in the basement they see this like wall but it looks like it was in addition to the basement it wasn't something that was like a normal you know room that was built when they originally built it They, they by the color of the cement they drill like a hole they, they poke a hole through but it's a very mm-hmm. thick wall yeah
2: and
1: they start trying to look around in there with the camera they see no area where there's any proof that anyone could get out of there. But they're trying to figure out why is that room there? And it begs the question, was there some kind of strange things that were trying to stay in there or trying to... I, I don't know. Were they trying to trap them there or were they trying to... I feel like it's like a secret room that no one should like find out
2: or see. It looks like that to me. So.
0: Yeah, it's very bizarre. Yeah. I, I don't know what to make of it. I, that's why I haven't said anything. I, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, what's interesting is there's no doors or windows to get into that mm-hmm. room, though. but it looks like it's literally a tiny, like a prison cell, not kind,
0: even. Yes. Right? Yeah.
1: So when they break through the wall and they look around and there's like ash in the middle of the yeah. floor because they try to make it seem like, well, is there is there a hole where maybe a, a rodent came in and was, it died in there or something because they find things that look like. Like bones. Right? Bones. Yeah. Residue of some kind of living, Mm -hmm. formerly living creature. But that's how it leaves us on the segment. And it leaves us on that cliffhanger. What is in there? But that's it. That's what it leaves us on. And we have to wait until the next episode to talk about what the hell is in that room.
2: Uh, I think it might be like some sort of like a jail.
0: You think so? Like they kept, they
2: kept like maybe like an alien in there. So he, it would not escape. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Okay. Interesting theory. Let's, we'll find out. I guess. Definitely.
1: Definitely. Okay. So that concludes all. Parts of the show. Let's get into our part where we get into our whoa and no moments of this particular episode, and then we'll get into the rating, of course. But whoa moments, well, like Waltman, You have a, your first whoa moment, or how many? Just tell us what your whoa moments. Are.
2: I just like that part when they found that secret room. Ah, yeah. so at the end, you yes, waited to the, the end to get your whoa, yeah, whoa
1: definitely. moment. Definitely, right. I like that part. Okay, all right. What about you, L? You have another whoa
0: moment. My whoa moment is when the drone just stopped working and it lost connection and they couldn't figure it out. I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I have two moments. My first one was the weather balloon stops retrieving data at 5,500 feet, which is almost identical to the feet, the feet, (laughs) the, the level in the atmosphere that they had estimated was where, where this energy was lingering, which is
0: pretty interesting. Yeah. Props to them for figuring that out without any, like, real technology, they just... I know. They did it old school yeah, on the board, That's remember? amazing to they me. They did it on the board Maybe and Maybe that's another me. whoa moment. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> go. Them calculating. Mine. Yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely. And then the other one for me is, my like, Waltman. man, I'm going to go with you. Finding the hidden room. What the heck, man? What about some no moments? Did you guys have any no moments? Mine is just the science part. So. <laughs> I hate science, so... <laughs> for me, my no moment is definitely Tom coming back. To the ranch after having another health issue and it's not like no like dude no it's like no dude don't come back
0: for your own safety okay yeah i can <laughs> i can agree with that
1: you can agree with that one yeah
0: because you know they seemed so concerned like in the beginning of the episode that he got hurt again jim morris the ranch manager he wasn't out camping with them and he, late at night but when they told him what happened to thomas in the morning like he cried Tom, your life is worth it, man. Don't come back.
1: Exactly. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think what the going back to what you said about Jim. I think with Jim too, probably what the reason he didn't want to go camping with. It, remember he said in episode 1 he he's a military guy. So he's been trained and all these things. He's a rugged guy, but he he's scared shitless pretty much he said. So, <laughs> he, remember he said he saw something out there yeah. and he was like oh, I'm never coming with out red here. eyes. Like, yeah. yeah. He's like I'm not doing. And that's probably why he didn't camp out in That's true. <laughs> but no, he he seems like a, they all seem like down-to-earth people. I think Thomas Winterton, his main goal is just like the rest of them. They really want to know what's happening so they can kind of help people around and, and surrounding communities. So, so let's get into our ratings for this particular episode. Again, one being boring crap. Just, it, it's too explained. It's like, eh. And five being, Oh my goodness. What the fuck did I see? Dios mío. Ayúdame. You know, that kind of thing. So, L, start with you. What's your rating for this episode? One five.
0: I think I will give it a 2.5 this oh, time because okay. I thought that like them just backing up all of their research and doing the weather balloons to try to justify all the things that are happening. I think that was good. What well, man, what about you?
2: I'll give it a two. Wow. Yeah. What's your reasoning for a two? I think this episode is just kind of like really dry for me because I'm not really into like science and stuff. Like I said, like mm-hmm. a million times.
1: Wow. Okay. This is what I love about a rating system because we all watch the same show, but we all have different ratings. So for me, I gave it a three and a half.
0: Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, okay. But why? You,
1: let me tell you what J- lifted it from what you had. Uh, uh, the two and a half. I was like borderline between two and a half and three. The room, finding it at the end. That's what, at, that's what put me to give it a three and a half. Oh, because okay. that room to me now holds some mystery behind it of what's going to lead us into the next, a uh, next episode, should I say. And for me, that's why. I feel you guys are so rough with them. Like I know. Two, two and a half. We want to well, be
0: entertained. And... Now that I
2: heard his reasoning, I'll give it
1: a three. Because oh, the what? last part
0: what? was pretty good. Yeah. You okay. see?
2: Thanks,
1: man. I Dang. like that.
0: You could be a lawyer. You guys can't, you guys can't see <laughs> you me. You convinced I, him.
1: <laughs> I have to wipe my eyes because, well, it's just allergy time, I guess. Again, But thanks, Walt, man.
2: That's You're nice my right. hero. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's our leader. <laughs> <laughs> if the aliens come and they say, take us to your leader... We're bringing them to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's
1: not how I would like to be introduced, but okay. Found him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just to recap, two and a half for you, right? We got a three for you now. Yes, but, thank okay. you. So I'm sticking then, to mine. I know, and I'm gonna, and five. I'm going to do a three and a half. Okay. But so far, we've been pretty. You know, I, we I don't remember if we got to the four mark yet with this episode. I don't think so. I think episode one, we all were kind Of in the same range, so
0: mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out what the heck is happening in this ranch.
1: Yeah, I think not just you, Al, I think we all are as well, or anyone that's seen this show, it's intriguing information, but at the same time, it's a little confusing because we're trying to figure out is it scientifically or is it really paranormal at this
0: point, right? Yeah. It's, it's like a combination of it, both. I know, I know, and that's where it can get confusing, right? Yeah, because there's so much that they, there's the cattle mutilations, there's the electronics going out. There's what else? The the weird tractor in the tree. Mm-hmm. The voices. Oh. People are hearing voices.
2: UFO sightings. That's
0: right. Yeah. The the mesa lighting up. Yeah. It's what is it? It's just there's so much. Well, in
1: Waltman's defense, I think he likes the mesa lighting up because then he could do his techno music for. Us. See, it gives a. It I don't understand, a, the, the, but Walter's techno I think he likes that because then he. That's gives the a best
2: techno music. It's it Zed.
1: I, I agree. It gives oh, it's me a re-
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my idol, Zed.
1: Listen,
0: sorry, Zed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! But listen, I want to leave. Oh my god, I'm trying to keep my composure. I want to leave our listeners with one final question: on what your thoughts are. What caused the drone to malfunction? I think this was a big impact on the show because it. it Again, it goes like what Elle just said a few minutes ago. Is it scientifically or is it paranormal? I mean, it might be both, right? So, reach out to us on our social media, the Unexplained with You World. So, thank you both for joining me today. And remember, your life starts and ends with you. Until next time, on behalf of my podcast pals, L and Waltman, I'm Youmon. That's a wrap. <laughs>